Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this Monday edition of the Todd Coconato podcast, otherwise known as The Remnant. It is the 28th of June. We're almost done with another month. We're going into the seventh month of the year. And can you guys believe we're still trying to figure out who won this election? I think we all know who won. What a nightmare. Welcome, Remnant Warriors. Welcome, Gideon's 300. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast, by the way. Uh, so let's go through some of this stuff. Many people are asking me what's going on with Arizona, and uh, we'll get into that in a few minutes here. It really seems like um, there's two different realities. One is like, you know, we're, we're baseless conspiracy theorists, according to the left, according to the mainstream corporate media, which is run by six corporations, 90 percent. And uh, they like to sue pastors, by the way. We'll just we'll just put that in there. Um, but anyways, these guys. So, you know, people are saying that the Democrats are panicking. So Democrats and the fake news media are clearly in a panic over the push uh, to audit the results of the 2020 election. What is that? On Sunday, a clearly panicked Al Gore went on CNN to attack the Arizona audit. And this comes as IT specialists behind the audit prepared to release a preliminary evaluation of the results this week. So we we were told it could be as early as Monday today. It may be a little bit later on the week, but we're going to hear preliminary results of what's happened in Arizona. So that should be interesting. Uh, you know, there's some people that have kind of been leaking stuff. Uh, for instance, um, uh, you know, Patrick Byrne, uh, General Flynn's been out there kind of hinting. It seems like he's hinting that, you know, we're going to see a lot of couple, a lot of, a lot of things these next couple weeks. And uh, that's kind of the, you know, he has to be very vague in what he says because, of course, the deep state and the mainstream media are all over him. So he has to be very vague. But from from his body language and kind of the things that he's been talking about, and then you had Mike Lindell out there saying kind of similar things, it just really seems like, uh, you know, they're hinting that there has been a lot of stuff that's been found in Arizona. And that's what I'm hearing, too, from our sources on the ground. But everybody's very tight-lipped about this, and I think that's good. And they're tight-lipped because they don't want this information leaking to the media. It has to come out in a certain way that's going to really affect this situation. Because you know you got people like Jenna Ellis that's out there that's basically saying there's no constitutional path. You know, there's no. And I, you know, I was upset that she did that. And I like Jenna Ellis. And she actually responded to my my post on social media. Funny enough, so Pastor Todd, I put up a post and Jenna Ellis responded to it. Um, this was a couple weeks back, but she she was trying to, you know, just kind of describe her position. And I was just saying, why would somebody on our side, and you might have remembered the podcast that day when I did it, but I said, why would somebody on our side, if she's really on our side, why would they even put that out there to the left? It's like red meat to the left. Like, yeah, there's no constitutional path. Well, then why are we all doing this? Why are we all fighting? You know, because if a fraud is able to just take over the White House and that's it, and then that's it. We all just say, oh, well, I guess he's in there. What kind of country do we have? What kind of rule of law do we have in this nation? And we've seen just such egregious things going on, uh, you know, in the Congress, some of the things they're trying to pass, like they're trying to do a federal takeover of the elections. You know, they're trying to push through this Equality Act, which would make aspects of, of preaching and teaching the word of God basically considered hate speech. That's concerning. And uh, people have asked me, well, Pastor Todd, will you stop talking about these things publicly if it if it's a crime? No, no, I won't. And I think they know that. And I think that's why we're targets, you know, but we're not going to stop speaking the truth of the word of God. We're not going to stop that. You know, the, the word of God trumps the country's laws. I hate to say it, but, you know, up until now, I mean, gosh, the founders, 
you know, wanted this nation to be a nation where we could practice our faith freely. That's why we have the U.S. Constitution. And I think many people are starting to look back and, and kind of read what the Constitution actually says, what the, what the founding documents say, what the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, what they actually mean, what they say, as Joe Biden is now trying to go after AR-15s. Uh, that's the, the latest push. He wants to completely outlaw AR-15s. Now, AR-15s are not automatic weapons. I don't care what anybody says. If you have one, you know. I mean, they're basically a rifle, you know. And, uh, and, and so it's ridiculous that they would want to outlaw AR-15s, and that's going to cause a significant amount of problem if they do, because there's going to be a lot of very upset patriots in the country, a lot of ex-military, a lot of people that have multiple. Imagine some of these guys got like 30 AR-15s. I mean, and these are law-abiding citizens. These aren't the kinds, kinds of people that are going to go out there and cause any problems. These are law-abiding citizens. These are people that have fought for this nation. These are law enforcement and, and people that, you know, the real guns right, gun rights people, the, the real people that are out there that, that are true Second Amendment people, they're not going to be the people that are out there that are doing these events. We know that. The people that are doing these shooting events, in my opinion, and this is where I say it's opinion, in my opinion, from the research that I've done, there seems to be some weird anomalies that seem to be repetitive with these types of events. It, it usually seems that the person has already been flagged by the FBI or by law enforcement, um, many times uh, there, there could have been multiple instances where they could have prevented these events. And this is like from a mainstream standpoint. I'm just saying from a mainstream, like they're reporting this. This is fact. But my, my view, and I've said this before, again, is, is that I think that these people sometimes are MK ultra, you know, deep state people. What I mean by that is, I mean, they've, they've been bred. You know, there was this, this story a while back, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to get Alex Jones on you here, you know. <laughs> Uh, because they'd love to paint that brush. They already do with me, Pastor Todd, you know. Uh, but, but, but you know, I'm just being real and honest. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is that, remember, do you remember that training camp? There was a training camp that they had put together for school shootings. It, it was mainstream news. I think even CNN reported on it. You know, discovered training camp where, you know, uh, people were being trained to do mass shootings. and mass, So, you know, those stories get buried, but that was a mainstream story. I think even CNN reported on that. You can look it up. And, uh, and they had this training camp where people were training to do mass shootings at schools. This was a while back when they were having, you know, the Aurora shooting and uh, Columbine and all those things. And so, and, you know, there, so there was those shootings. And then they found this camp where they were training people to do the shootings. Hmm. Didn't get much coverage. Kind of got buried, but it did get reported on. And I've, I've been there many times. And we've said this before on the podcast. We've said this. But I've been there many times when... You know, I was, it was like right after the shooting happened, like Vegas. I was on the ground within like a day, maybe two days, in Vegas right after the shooting. It was ominous, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, a lot of people canceled their trips to Vegas. The, you know, the casinos, everything was like empty. And there was an ominous feeling in the air. And people were all buzzing. They were reeling by, from what just happened. And many people that I spoke to that, that were witnesses or that were people that talked to witnesses, people that they knew that were there, they were telling me that they all said there was multiple, multiple shooters. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, these things are, you know, they're, they're mysteries. I think a lot of us in our discernment, we feel like, yeah, there's definitely more there. I mean, what about the Fast and Furious, you know, selling guns to the cartels? Why? Why would the U.S. government sell guns to the cartels? And then why after that? Why, why did they find that Benghazi, you know, was, was tied in with a gun running operation to uh, the terrorists? In Syria, 
and the Arab Spring. I mean, these are these are very, very suspicious, very, very. I mean, so we're at a point now. And I was talking to a friend who, who's a pastor who's from Brazil, and they were telling me, you know, many Brazilian people are just fed up with the government that they feel like there's so much corruption and not not Bolsonaro, but he's kind of been like dealing with what Trump dealt with here in the States, you know, where. Uh, they're they're trying to demonize him. The media is against him. You know they're they're just making up story after story about him. So it's kind of interesting. Bolsonaro is a similar guy to Trump here in the United States, and so Brazil people are just fed up with their government. They feel like there's so much corruption, and that's kind of how people are starting to think about the U.S. government. You know, we're supposed to be that shining city on a hill. We're supposed to be the republic that the world looks to and says, "Wow, that's how we want to run our country." And unfortunately, what's happened here in the last especially in the last year, especially since November, is many people just have lost confidence in the government. They've lost confidence in uh, the election system. You know, they really feel like there's been a massive theft, massive corruption. And then they're just watching all the, you know, ever ever since that, the subsequent actions of, of this, you know, regime that's now in control, or at least appears to be. And so people are praying, they're hoping, they're believing that there's going to be a breakthrough. We've been praying that, you know, what's been done in darkness will be brought to light. Of course, you have that very suspicious situation with the building in Surfside, Florida that collapsed. That was weird. Again, you know, we don't want to draw any conclusions, but it was just weird. I mean, let's just be, let's just be honest. It's just weird. You know, we, you know, we're not going to draw any conclusions unless we have evidence, like I said the other day, but it's just an odd situation. You know, why Why did that building collapse? Maybe it did just collapse. Maybe it did. And there's some people that are saying that they've been warning for a while about the, uh, the, the ground that it's on and there were some potential issues with sinking and a sinkhole and some structural issues that had been reported earlier, according to these reports. We don't know if that's true or not, but it seems like it is. So, you know, again, just an odd situation. Who was in that building? And, and, and was there something they were trying to hide in that building? Because unfortunately, this is where we are. See, this is the thing. We don't want to be suspicious of our government. We don't want to feel this way. But because we've been told so many things, 9-11, um, so many things over the years, the Oklahoma City bombing, so many different things, you know, Nashville bombing. Now people are suspicious. I mean, the, the shooting in Vegas. I mean, there's just too many incidences, incidences where it's just weird. And it doesn't make sense. And then they they push this mainstream narrative. And if you say anything else, you're banned, you're censored, you're a conspiracy theorist. It's funny because on the left, you know, the people that that hate us, that want to kill us, basically. And I, and I, I wish I didn't have to say that because we don't hate. I don't hate them. I don't want to kill them. We just have a disagreement from an ideology standpoint. We have a disagreement from a faith standpoint. But I don't want them dead. I don't want to kill them. But a lot of the times these people write me. And they say they want me dead. They want to see me dead. How crazy is that, right? That they wish me to be departed from this earth. I mean, so it, you know, we, it's clearly a battle versus light versus darkness. You know, light versus darkness battle. And of course, the deeper you want to go down this rabbit hole, you start learning about the sex trafficking. You start learning about all this stuff. And then again, the mainstream media will try to paint you as a Q person or whatever. I have never been a Q person. I'm not a Q person. I don't hate you if you're a Q person. I don't dislike you. I don't I'm not mad at you if you've if you've looked into the Q movement or whatnot. I, I'm not one of these people that have been bashing you. I'm not doing that. Because I said before, there's a lot of things that I read that were supposedly from Q that seemed to be things that I already knew. And then there were some things that I didn't that I probably don't agree with. So, you know, I wouldn't look to Q as a prophet. I wouldn't look to Q as a resource, but I'm not mad at you if you're if you're a Q person, I'm not mad at you, but I'm, you know, I'm a pastor. I have to be asking the Lord. I have to be inquiring of the Holy Spirit. That's my source. 
And that really should be our source. I'm not trying to say that as like I'm better than anybody. That should be all of our sources. If we love the Lord, we should we should walk in discernment. I'm not talking down to anybody, by the way, because there's always somebody that gets offended when I talk about this. I'm not talking down. If you are a a you know a hard Q supporter, you you follow everything that Q's put out there. Well, you know what? If if you've prayed about it and you don't feel a check in your spirit and you don't feel any concerns, I mean, listen. I think I would be more concerned if somebody's a diehard like MSNBC listener, you know, or a diehard CNN listener. To me, those people are radicalized, if you ask me, because they hate me. Again, I mean, I see that, you know, the Bible says you know them by their fruit. The, the Q people, they're very nice to me. They're very kind to me. They seem to love our country. They seem to just, you know, want to see our country restored back to the Constitution, and the, back to the the way, the rule of law and, you know, back to morals and values. So to me, I mean, I haven't seen any Q person threaten me. No one's been violent, mean, disrespectful. They're all nice people, every single one of them that I met. And I know a lot of my listeners are cute people. And you know what? God bless you. Like, you know, all I would say as a pastor is, listen, pray, ask the Lord for discernment, wisdom. I don't sit here and study everything that Q says, so I don't really know. There might be some bad stuff. I don't know. So make sure you're walking in discernment. Make sure you're walking in wisdom. But I would say if you're a you know a diehard CNN or MSNBC person, God help you. Get out. You know, stop listening to the prophets of Baal. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I mean, their whole narrative from beginning to end, it's almost all propaganda. And uh, and so it's unfortunate. This is the world that we're in. So people look and it's like they talk about your truth or your truth. I mean, it's so crazy. There's one truth. There's not your truth and your truth. There's your view. There's your perspective. You know, there's your your beliefs maybe, but there's not your truth because truth is truth. The Bible says the truth sets the captive free. You know, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, truth. And so that's that's what we're seeking. When we say we're truth seekers, we're seeking truth. And, and if you're seeking truth, the Bible says, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. I believe if you're truly seeking, you're going to find Christ. You're going to find the Lord because he's ultimate truth. And, and that's why I always want to point back to Christ. We can get into all these different things. That's fine. You know, let's talk about John McAfee. I mean, here's a guy who like created the McAfee virus scan. I mean, very wealthy man, very, very smart man, by the way, very, very wealthy, very, very smart. You know, why all of a sudden was this guy like targeted by the deep state? What's the story with him? Well, let's read this. An official source familiar um, with the investigation told the Associated Press, oh, my buddies, the Associated Press, that a suicide note had been found in McAfee's pocket. The source who was not authorized to speak about an ongoing judicial inquiry, refused to comment on the content of the note. McAfee's Spanish lawyer, his name is like uh, Javier Villaba, um, he said that the family has not been informed by authorities about the note. In her first public remarks since the software entrepreneur's death on Wednesday, McAfee's widow, Janice McAfee, said she wanted a thorough investigation to provide answers this was able to happen. Uh, his last words were, I love you and I will call you in the evening, the 38-year-old told reporters outside the uh, Bryan's 2 Penitentiary northwest of Barcelona, uh, where she recovered her late husband's belongings. She said they spoke earlier on the day he was found dead. Those words are not words of somebody suicidal, she added. So the the wife um, of, of McAfee is basically saying that she does not believe that this man committed suicide, which I, I would tend to agree. I mean, I think we all can agree on that. I, I just don't, you know, this type of thing. Obviously, he has some type of information. Uh, I mean, if you think about his 
his job. I mean, being the, you know, somebody so heavily tied in with Microsoft, with Bill Gates, with all the people that he probably rubbed shoulders with in his job. He knows something, guys. He knows something. And and when you know something to that level, oftentimes you're suicided, right? It's just a very sad thing. And unfortunately, people get away with this because it seems to happen all the time. Now, there's a lot of people out there that, that believe he's alive, that he's like an informant somewhere. And maybe that's the case. I mean, there's a lot of people that believe Epstein is alive. I, I don't have that information to to tell you some groundbreaking news. Hey, Epstein's alive. I don't have that information. I mean, it could be, it could be possible, but it's unlikely. Um, I think, you know, in this type of situation, there are a lot of people saying a lot of things. I always say that there's a lot of people saying a lot of things. I mean, there was a lot of people that said Elvis was still alive. There's people that say Tupac is still alive. You know, so this tends to be the case when somebody of, of notoriety dies. And uh, but but it usually is the uh, point of least resistance, which it, it probably is that he is dead. But I, I would say he's probably was killed uh, because he knew too much or he knew something that they didn't want getting out. So they're so blatant. They just do it now. And uh, and that's it. You know, it's like, OK, now he's dead. And it's like, is there anybody that, you know, is our is our letter agencies or that is our FBI? Are those guys going to going to look into this? Probably not. Um, they're probably more concerned about who was at January 6th. They're probably more concerned about some patriot that loves our country. Because the patriots that love the country are somehow the threat. It's just, it's really bizarre, the world that we're living in. So so now we have to really make a decision, like, are we going to stand by our convictions? You know, because uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm not trying to be one of these guys that's like thumbing my nose at the government here. I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not encouraging anybody to, uh, to, to you know, do anything violent. I'm just saying, look, as a pastor and somebody that's willing to stand, that has literally said this from the day one of me preaching, I'm going to stand, guys. I'm not going to stop preaching the gospel. That's the main, that's like the core of what I do. And if I'm not allowed to do that according to the government, I'm going to do it anyways, because the gospel is the gospel and the Lord, his word is truth. That's truth. You want to talk about truth? That's truth. That's what sets the captive free. And I am not ashamed of the gospel which means I will not stop preaching the gospel. And if it gets to the point where American preachers are thrown in jail for preaching the gospel, then I guess that's where we're going to go. You know, I guess that's where we're at. And hopefully it will create a movement where people will, will wake up and realize this is ridiculous. Why are they letting criminals on the street and, you know, and, 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 and putting in jail guys that are preaching? The, I mean, they're not doing that yet, but I have heard of several pastors that have had legal challenges this year, including myself, but others with the government that have had legal challenges, and some of them, including my friend Pastor Rodney Howard Brown in Florida, actually did get thrown in jail for having service during COVID. So it's it's coming to America. I don't want to be, um, you know, scaring anybody, but what we're seeing in Canada, what we're seeing in Australia, in, in the UK and other places, this, this is coming to America, especially under Joe Biden, if things stay the way they are. So, so people keep asking, well, is there a chance? Is there hope that something will change with, with Arizona? Well, sure. I mean, that's why they're spending all this money, millions of dollars in private grassroots funding to get these audits done. Very, very, very good forensic audit, by the way. Uh, this, I mean, it's like the gold standard. That's what they're calling it, forensic audit, gold standard. Amazing, I mean, what they've done out there and been able to accomplish. And I believe they have found substantial things, by the way, irregularities and things that are going to be reported. And I think it's going to, okay, so then what? Well, my, my opinion is is that they'll probably start opening up more of these in other states once uh, you know Arizona is blown wide open. And this is what the Democrats are very afraid of because then they realize, oh, this is going to be an issue. 
you know, now now the people are going to be, you know, more and more truth tellers, more they're going to have to probably censor people. I'm sure Facebook and and Twitter and all those guys will start doing their, you know, they'll probably take down another another, you know, whole whole bunch of accounts. I mean, last time it was the Q accounts. Now it's, you know, what people that are talking about the election, I don't know. But I'm sure they're going to try to silence more people because they don't like the people that are speaking the truth on social media. So, you know, they know that there's a massive awakening. I mean, listen, all they got to do is go to these events. Listen, I've been to a bunch of events lately, and I'll tell you, they're packed, and most of them are sold out, and you can't even, you can't even get more people in. It's, they're, they're sold out events. So uh, why? Because people want to hear truth, and, and people are seeking, and there's a great awakening, and there's a move of God, and I've talked about on recent broadcasts the, the move of God. That's very substantial. What the Lord is doing, He's doing powerful things in our nation. Very, very powerful things. He's moving, and there's a there's a revival that's brewing. That's already started, I believe, in the initial stages. But we're about to see it just blow open. Especially, I think it's going to coincide with what's happening in in the political world. What's happening in our country? Because, and again, it's not about politics. God is using this for His glory, and I believe that there will be people dancing in the street. I've said that from the beginning. I believe God is going to do something powerful, and I believe that he's responding to the prayers of the righteous, and I believe that this period of time has awakened so many people, and a lot of things are coming out. There's a lot of a big expose. There's a shift that's happened in our country, a shift from the mainstream church that was honestly walking in apathy and complacency and you know seeker-friendlyism and not really preaching the full gospel. Now the remnant is rising. And there's a shift to the remnant because people want the truth. And that's why uh, broadcasts like this have grown so, so substantially. It's because people want the truth. And, and now they're getting the truth. They're like, wow, finally, somebody's willing to stand. Somebody's willing to speak the truth. That's why the churches and the pastors that are willing to stand, their churches are getting packed. And, and they're, because people are like, thank you. Thank you for being willing to stand. Thank you, first of all, for being open. How silly is that? That there's actually pastors that still aren't open. Ridiculous. How can you ever follow those people again? Think about it. Can you go to a church? I mean, you want to go to a church where you have a lion. You know, you, you, you want to be a lion, right? You are a lion if you're a remnant warrior. So all crazy stuff, but we will continue to stand. And what I think is going to happen is I do think it's going to go to other states. And I do think information is going to come out. And I do think there's going to be censorship. But I think many more people are going to wake up and say, wow, you know, this did happen. Wow, here's the, you know, they keep saying, where's the evidence? Well, they're going to show you the evidence. So then what? I mean, you got Mike Lindell out there. He's going to have this like group of forensic uh, specialists getting together. I mean, how are you going to refute that? I mean, these are the best in the business that are getting together and saying, look, <laughs> you know, look, it's, it's absolutely true. I mean, these are the people that that's their expertise. You know, if, if you needed uh, expertise on, on a certain subject matter, let's just say like, you know, playing a, a musical, you know, a song, like, you know, playing a musical instrument, okay? And then you get the best in the business that play, like you get Eric Clapton to come in, you know what I'm saying? Or you get, you know, the best, in, you know, uh, musician in the world and you say, this is how you play it, and they show you. You know, that's like what this forensic audit is. It's like he's getting the best in the business and saying, look, here's the evidence. Here, can you tell me this is not true? And of course, they're not going to be able to because it is true. So then what? Then what do you do? So it, then it comes to the point where like people are just like, okay, are we going to blatantly say, yes, there's evidence, but we're not going to do anything about it? I mean, that's what Jen Ellis is saying. There's no constitutional path. Well, really? Well, there needs to be made one then. You're telling me if there's if there's no precedent in the past, then my answer to that will be, well, then there needs to be precedent now. There need, this is the new precedent. There has to be precedent. Because you can't just steal a country and get away with it. And especially America. It's not the way our, our founders, you know, our founders gave us all different types of ways out of something like this. 
because they plan for something like this. And this is a, it's a big problem. And so that's why we're standing. That's why we're not giving up. Um, that's why we're just, uh, we're going to continue to push back. And, you know, I mean, there's days when it's like, I'm super energized and I have a lot of energy and I'm just really, really motivated to get in the fight. And there's other days where it's like the enemy's just been tormenting and attacking and, you know, you get a little tired sometimes, but the, the thing is, is you just get up, you got to get up every day and it's like a new day. Just get up every day and just say, you know what, Lord, what do you have for me today? Give me the energy. Give me the strength. I mean, cause I was talking to this pastor that I've known for many years and, and, and he was just saying like, you know, Tom, we're like, we're in the end times. And then a lot of people are saying that to me now. Like I was down in Florida. I think Rodney said something like that. You know, there's been a lot of pastors that are like, look, we're in the end times. And I, I've, I've said, look, I think, you know, we're definitely in the birth pangs period. We may be in the initial stages of the end times. I think we're going to see a great harvest. I think we're going to see powerful revival. I don't think God's done with America. I think that uh, it's time for the church and the remnants to really rise up, to stand uh, to push back, to pray, to intercede, to fast. And I think the Lord's going to respond because that's what he does. And he's so merciful and he's so gracious. And I think he wants to see America come back to, uh, you know, our first love, Jesus Christ. And that's, so that's the message right now. That is the message. And that's what I feel in my heart. But it doesn't mean that we're not going to see some crazy stuff because we already are. And we're going to see more crazy stuff. And more people are going to get exposed. Ministries are going to be exposed. Listen, we're, we're in a season of great ex- exposure you know, be prepared to see some big pastors go down. I hate to tell you, but be prepared. Uh, be prepared for the door just to be blown off of some stuff. Uh, Hollywood. I think there's going to be more expose in Hollywood. I think that's why so many people are afraid because they know this is coming. I think there's going to be expose in government. I think there's some people that are extremely corrupt, some some career politicians that have been out there that have been sleeping with spies and you know having chauffeurs that are Chinese spies and giving large amounts of money to, you know, things that they shouldn't be and accepting large amounts of money. And I mean, just all this corruption that's kind of gone almost unchecked for so long, what we refer to as the swamp. And I think that all this is kind of coming to a head. I think some of these people, maybe they don't even realize it yet that they, that that's actually what's happening or what's going to happen, but maybe they just sense that, you know, I could be exposed or I could be, you know, this, this could be, and that's why they're freaking out. It's like panic. And they want to they want to silence guys like me. They want to they, they're just pulling everything they possibly can to get us off the air, to get us to stop speaking. Like they just hate us. They just can't stand people like us because we're 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 waking other people up. People like you. You're you're probably waking up your family. You're probably waking up your friends. You're probably having those you know those heated discussions. I know some of you are. And again, I'm not here to say you know don't don't get into big arguments with loved ones, and it's just not worth it. But you know what I would say you know, is, 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 is yes, keep speaking the truth. And for those that have ears to hear, and for those that are willing to listen, by all means, give them the facts, give them the information, but just don't, re, don't, don't lose track of the main mission. The main mission of, of Christianity, the main mission of us is to go and make disciples of all the nations, to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, to teach them the ways of God, to get people saved and set free and healed and delivered. And of course, we got to show grace and mercy grace and mercy and love, the Father's love. So we can't we can't stoop to their level. And a lot of people are also walking around with a lot of heaviness. There's a lot of heaviness, like so much heaviness, you know. And, and don't walk around with that heaviness. You gotta, we gotta learn, all of us have to learn to, to lay it down at the foot of the cross. All of us have to learn. All these things are frustrating, you know. They're frustrating stuff. I mean, Mitt Romney's out there. He, he's like a full Democrat now. He says he trusts Biden. Really? Really, Romney? 
<laughs> you know, Bill Barr. I mean, what, what's the story with Barr? You know, we were all hopeful of Bill Barr. I mean, that guy, he's a rhino. You know, let's read this. Former uh, Attorney General Bill Barr failed to investigate election fraud and really let down the American people. Even the scam that took place in Georgia of ballot stuffing on camera, he couldn't see what was wrong with it. Just like he failed to understand the Horowitz report and let everyone down with respect to getting a timely investigation. By the way, where's Durham? On all the corruption of the Obama-Biden administration, because that's what it is. It's just as uh, Obama's third term. Uh, it's people in authority like Bill Barr that allow the crazed radical left to succeed. He and the other rhinos in the Republican Party are being used in order to try and convince people that the election was legitimate when so many incredible facts have now come out to show conclusively that it wasn't. He came uh, in with a semi-bang and went out with a whimper. And earlier in his term, Bill Barr went uh, ballistic on CNN with Wolf Blitzer warning the Democrats uh, were changing election rules to flood the system with mail-in ballots that, as a matter of logic, are very open to fraud. They are. And Bill Barr did nothing about it. If there was no fraud, why are Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and other states spending so much time and effort on exposing the fraud? We already know that. Here's, here's something to look into. 100,789 obsolete voters in the rolls in Georgia, including 18,486 dead people. So that right there changes the election. Think about that. That right there changes the election in Georgia. That goes to Trump. Uh, ballot batches of up to 17.5% in Maricopa County, Arizona. They're off by 17.5%. Is what I mean. Ba- ballot batches off by 17.5% in Maricopa County, Arizona. That's big. Massive chain of custody problems with drop boxes in Georgia, missing hundreds of thousands of records for months after the election. Thousands of ballots wheeled in through the back door in Fulton County days after the election. Double feeding ballots in Fulton County, Georgia. Uh, Nearly 200,000 illegal, indefinitely confined votes in Wisconsin that violated voter ID law. Cash for votes schemes in Nevada. Illegal alien votes. Election law changes that were not authorized by the state legislators, which is mandated by the U.S. Constitution and more. If he felt this way, meaning Bill Barr, Why did he say he was greatly honored and proud to have played a role in the many successes and unprecedented achievements that you have delivered for the American people, meaning to Trump, in the the final letter he wrote? He said, few could have weathered these attacks, much less forge ahead with positive program for the country. Now it was revealed that Barr was being pushed to tell lies about the election by none other than Mitch McConnell. Another beauty, this is Trump's words, by the way, who is worried about damaging the Republicans' chances in Georgia runoff? What really damaged the Senate Republicans was allowing their races to be rigged and stolen. And worse, the American people to no longer believe that their vote matters because spineless rhinos like Bill Barr and Mitch McConnell did nothing. Bill Barr was a disappointment in every sense of the word, besides which Bill Barr, who was the attorney general lawyer, shouldn't be, who was an attorney general and a lawyer, shouldn't be speaking about the president. Instead of doing his job, he did the opposite and told people within the Justice Department not to investigate the election, just like he did with the Mueller report and the uh, cover-up of crooked Hillary and Russia, Russia, Russia. They don't want to investigate the real facts. Bill Barr's weakness helped facilitate the cover-up of the crime of the century, the rigged 2020 election. So we're all furious about this. And I have to tell you, it, it gets a little discouraging. It's like you almost don't want to talk about it anymore because... It's just so ridiculous. 
And it's just like, how could this possibly happen in the United States of America? It's just so ridiculous. So ridiculous. And yet here we are. And so, you know, some people on our side and in the Christian world, they're just like, well, we just need to move on. We just need to move on. (laughs) It's like, how do you move on from that? How do you move on from knowing that your vote doesn't count? How do you, I mean, it's like everything that you've ever thought about your country. You know, all these people that have fought. I mean, my friends that have, you know, are law enforcement or first responders, my friends that are in the military, special forces. How do you you answer to those people? I mean, they've risked their life for our country. You know, my family members, they've risked, risked, risked their life for our country. And, and how, do you, how do you justify what just happened? So this is why we fight. This is why we continue to stand. It, 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 there's days it's tiring. There's days it's exhausting. But what, what is our choice? I mean, what do we not stand? We just say, okay, some of these people, I really, this is really the, the case. I was just at NRB. This is what, I mean, some of the people in our, in our Christian community, they're like, well, well, you know, we just got to win 2022. How can we win 2022 if we don't fix what just happened? We clearly know. I just named off like 10 different things. <laughs> it's, it's like a no-brainer. How do you, I don't understand. What, what is your logic, people? You know, we're just going to move on and just, and just, you know, so we have to overcome. This is what it was like in California. Like if you wanted to win a Congress seat, you had to overcome by like thousands and thousands of votes just to win the seat because there's so much fraud. Is this what we want for the country? We, we got to have like, you know, two thirds just to get a seat because it's so rigged. I mean, that's insane. We can't have this. Not in America. I mean, all we want is just apples for apples. That's it. Like, you know, if you vote Democrat, I can vote Republican. And whoever gets the more more votes, you know, legally wins. That's fine. You know, if you live in a heavily penetrated Democrat, you know, congressional area and, and, and you win the seat because you actually have the votes, then hey, you know what? More power to you. You guys fought, you know, that you decided. That's that's the way it works. But you can't have these people that are like printing up thousands of fake ballots and thousands, I said, eight, was it 18,000 dead people? 18,000, I mean, how is anybody okay with that? How is anybody okay with that? 18,000 dead people voted in Georgia. What 18,000? What are you talking about, 18,000? What was that number? It was like some crazy number. 18,486 people, dead people. That voted in Georgia. How do we say that's okay? How does anybody rationalize and justify that? And then you see this guy in the in the White House as a result of this, and all the crazy laws that I mean, the elections have consequences. So I'm really sick of the election. Trust me, I, I'm so excited when I talk about revival and I talk about what the Lord's doing and how he's moving. And I mean, I'm, that just makes me so happy to see the Lord moving in our nation. I we've waited for so many years to see this this type of you know, it's like a revival. It is revival. And, you know, the Spirit of the Lord is with us. The glory of the Lord is with us. It's amazing. I talked about it on the live stream, you know, the flow of the Holy Spirit, walking in the flow, the pure stream versus the diluted stream, the pure stream, and and knowing the difference, you know, between the pure stream and the diluted stream. I mean, it's just amazing what God is saying. You know, we're praying this through. We're trusting God is in control ultimately, and he's going to move on our behalf. As we're praying, we're interceding, we're, we're contending for the nation, we're fasting, we're repenting. But all that to say, though, it's it still is is very upsetting at where we're at, and that's why we have to stand. That's why we continue to talk about this. And trust me, I have so many topics that I'd love to talk about. You know, just regular topics like our identity in Christ, you know, relationship topics. I mean, I love talking about that stuff, and I do. I do that as a pastor. But if you listen to the podcast, I'm talking about this stuff so much. Why? Because it's like the battle of our life. I mean, we're fighting for our country. We're fighting for the future. We're fighting for so many different things. I have, you know, a daughter. 
I want to I want to make sure she has the same type of freedoms that we have. We already see they're trying to take them away so quickly. And it's scary and it's reminiscent of communism. We know it's communism. We know there's an infiltration. And so this is the battle of our time. And I know some of you want to hear more about it and some of you don't. And of course, we talk about other things and we're talking about the move of God and what he's doing. And, you know, my live streams have been more about that lately than about this stuff. But a lot of people want to know this stuff. Like, what do you think, Todd? What's going on? When, you know, are we in the end times? Maybe we are. There's a lot of people that think we are in the end times. I'm getting more and more people that are that are reputable, you know, theologians and stuff. that are saying, you know, maybe we are in the end times. So I don't know. But, you know, we're going to know that by by what goes on. I mean, definitely the hour is late. Definitely we're seeing a rise in the spirit of Antichrist. Definitely Christians are target number one. I mean, this is all about the church, everything. I mean, look what they wanted to close during COVID. It wasn't the, uh, the, the you know, the, the strip clubs. It wasn't the weed dispensaries. It wasn't Lowe's. It wasn't Home Depot. It wasn't the supermarkets. It wasn't Walmart. They wanted to close the churches. And we know why, because they know that the church has authority and power. And this is the message, is the church has the authority and the power to turn this back, turn this around. And God has given us this last chance here for America, this last chance for the remnant to rise up and stand up. And that's what we're doing. And many of you are getting involved in your communities. You're getting involved in the church. You're writing me. You're telling me the different things you're doing. Thank you. This is what we need. We need remnant warriors out there fighting, standing. I see you in California. I'm going to be going out to California, by the way, believe it or not. Can you believe that? For the Health and Freedom Conference, I guess I'm going to be out there. I just was asked to speak there in Anaheim. So uh, we're praying about that, but it looks like I might go. And then uh, and then we'll have to see how this all works out, guys. We're just going to have to, you know, look, we're just pl- t- taking it day by day. We need to, you know, we need resources. I mean, it's definitely David versus Goliath. You know, we need we need supporters. We need people that that are that are able to help us because that's the only way we can do these things. And we're in quite the battle, and it's quite expensive. And we try every different way to raise money and to do it in ways that's creative. But you know, if if you feel led to help us, it's a blessing. And I believe the Lord will will reward you and 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 give you back. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. I'm praying for if you if you give and help support the ministry that you'll get a double portion back. And I believe that we were getting the stories. I'm getting people. Somebody just wrote me the other day. They said, I gave you like my last $50, you know, but I really felt led. And you know how humbling that is? Because that, that means a lot. They said, I, you know, I just, I, I really felt led. And then they, they went to their mailbox that same day. I guess they went to like a P.O. box that they have. And they got a check for like $5,000. It was like the Lord multiplied it. What is it, like 100 times? You know, it was amazing. And it was a check that they had been expecting and waiting on that they just didn't know when was going to come. And then it came, you know, and so it's, this is what God is doing right now is what I'm saying. So we've got to trust and we know he's in control and he's going to move. And I, I'm not, I just don't feel that he's done. I know there's a lot of people just want me to, you know, throw in the towel or just say, let's just prepare the saints for the end times. That's why I'm, I still don't know. In my spirit, I feel like we're in the birth pangs. I still don't feel like we're in the actual end times, but there's a lot of people saying we are. But we know the hour is late. But regardless, I think God is going to move. I think there's still more to be done. I think we're going to see a great move of God in America. I'm excited. I've never seen the church, you know, rising up like they're doing now. I mean, there's still a lot of people asleep and there's a lot of people that don't get it, but there's also a lot of people waking up. I've never seen this many. I mean, there's there's crazy stuff going on. I mean, people are, you know, I walked in like a convenience store in Texas. I told the story, you know, it was like a, we were having church in a convenience store. People were getting prayer and in the line, we're praising God. I was like, wow, you know, and this is what we've been experiencing as we're walking in this flow. So don't give up. Don't lose hope. Don't listen to the negative Nellies. Keep praying for this information that's going to be coming out in Arizona, and we'll probably break some more of it this week as it comes out, 
And uh, I think it's going to be a big couple of weeks. And I think the deep state is very concerned. And so we are definitely thinking that they could try to pull some type of event or do something to try to change the news cycle. So be alert, be be wise, be vigilant, and uh, and let's continue to stand for righteousness, all right? We love you guys. I bless you so much. I'll be back tomorrow. Write me, Todd.Coconato at rlcus.org. If you want to support the program, you can go to toddcoconado.com slash give. And that is a great, great help for what we're doing out here. We love you. We bless you. We're praying for you. If you have, like I said, any prayer requests, email me, todd.coconado at rlcus.org. I love you guys. I bless you. We'll be back tomorrow.